consistency before supremacy. The Rochester Race Weekend has been the traditional opener for the past few seasons. This year, a few of us had a UCI race under our belts already, but that doesn't change the nerves as we gear up for the first C1, getting to grit our teeth against some stiffer competition before we head into the World Cups. For the first time, I wasn't driving to the race after a week of work, stiff from a long car ride. I'd been with Carrie at her host house all week and was able to train with him Tuesday and Wednesday. Wednesday, I skipped my, tr- my traditional road workout for bike play with Carrie on a mini cross loop. We scouted out a loop at Camp Arrowhead, a YMCA camp that hosts a weekly cyclocross clinic in the late summer and early fall thanks to some Western New York bike racing club enthusiasts. It really felt good to have the energy to push the pace off-road in the middle of the week. In years past, I've been so flat out that all I could handle was riding on the road, staring at numbers on my Garmin to keep me going, but having Carrie as a carrot to chase through the grass and woods made for a fun and intense workout. And for the record, he's definitively faster than me. I used to pretend that I could totally keep up, but I can't. The following day, he was co-coaching the weekly clinic, and I got to join him as an assistant in his group, and he surely needed it. We worked with two groups of 20 or so juniors, and keeping track of 20 excited kids on bikes in a park full of people riding is maybe the single hardest task I've had in a while. Imagine a sea of about 100 cats in a laser light show, and you had to keep track of 15 specific ones. Seriously. Though they were excited, they were focused, attentive, and really seemed to want to learn and progress. Seeing the Thursday clinic helped me gear up for my Friday clinic at the Rochester venue. It was a really good group of about 20 to 25 riders and racers that had showed up. I went over a lot of race day prep, and then we tackled the more technical elements on the course. Really, all of the participants had really great skill already, and the number one thing needed was confidence boosting and telling them to remember to pedal, which sometimes I need to remember as well. It was so neat to kind of coach the riders to pedal out of the dusty off-camber turns or to commit to the climb, and then to see them still smiling as they careened into the fencing at the bottom of some of the drops. And yes, there was crashing. As I always say, if you aren't crashing, you aren't pushing the limits. The best part about the clinic was being approached by the participants after the race and having them tell me how great that it went. If you were one of the attendees, please do shoot me a message or an email and give me feedback. Constructive criticism is encouraged. The clinic made my legs a little heavy, so I walked over to Chris McGovern and have him talk me down. This is the benefit of having a coach on site. He reminded me that the hard work was done and all I needed to do was relax and let my body remember how to race. I was riding the clinic on my tubular Maxxis speed terrains, but ended riding a mullet and running an all-terrain in the front to ensure gripping traction through the dusty turns and ripping fast grassy ones, and maybe some teeth to bite through the rogue acorn patch. I noted in Roanoke that for the first time ever, I could identify my weaknesses and both recognize why they existed or how to strengthen them, skills, fitness, and mindset alike. This weekend's results reflect small improvements that I was able to make over the past week and into the second race weekend. I ended up sixth on both days of Rochester. It may not seem like an improvement over Roanoke's fourth and fifth, but a few more heavy hitters in the field, especially some coming in with high fitness from summers filled with racing, it really was. The funny thing is how I got these two results. Saturday was the C1. It was the day to really pull it all together and succeed. Yet, somehow, at the start, I simply forgot how to pedal. I have a knack for botching starts. It's for all sorts of reasons. Missed pedals, bad line choice, heavy legs, bad gear, forgetting to shift, too many nerves... But once again, I was deep in the teens or even out of the top 20 in the first few turns. I got my head in the game and focused on passing when I could, but the gaps were forming through the technical sections. 
By the end of the first lap, I was dangling in the top 10, but somewhere out of the top 5. I settled my pace for a while, regaining composure, before I finally closed some huge gaps to pull myself into fourth. I burned a few matches getting there, and it left me making some dumb mistakes, slipping in dusty turns and at times tumbling into the fences on the steep plunge, just like those in my clinic the day before. One such slide out, I landed on my rear derailleur, bending my hanger and sending my pulleys into the spokes. Again, not having 100% of my season equipment ready, I thought I could ride it out using only the harder gears. This nervousness and change in rhythm saw me making more mistakes, and I took the time to hop off the bike and bend the hanger back into a usable condition, but the damage was done, and I lost some spots. I finished the race so disappointed. I was frustrated with my lack of start and my sloppy mistakes, and that lost me two spots. I can't believe that for the second race in a row, a mechanical took my momentum. Turning the thoughts around, I can take some time to remind myself that these mistakes are user error and fixable. I'm still not set up with my season's gear, I'm still working out my own rhythms, and that it's better that these things are happening now rather than later. I was fired up for day two. Though just to see two, it was the same racers and an equal opportunity to test my legs, my mind, and my race. I met my number one goal of starting well. I pedaled, I shifted my gears, and I didn't settle. I rode most of the race in fourth, trading places with Caroline Monty. I practiced following her wheel, I practiced passing, I practiced patience. I fought to keep others away. I ran the dusty sections on day two that I inconsistently rode on day one. Caroline yelled at me saying, I could ride that. I told her I knew I could ride it. I just couldn't race it. It was better to be lame and consistent than risk crashing and losing more spots. I really raced on Sunday. Unfortunately, my mind and body are not yet in top form and I lost connection with Caroline going into the last lap. Erica Zavita, a fellow Amy D Foundation alum, also passed me. It was all I could do to maintain forward momentum and finish in sixth. Kind of funny how a bad start and a great start can lead me to the same place. You would think if I could start so far back and chase to sixth that maybe I could start in sixth and chase to the win. But anyone who races bikes knows that is never the case. Maybe chasing so hard on Saturday burned me out for Sunday and that's why I lost those two spots. Maybe that mental edge of wanting revenge allowed me to start well on Sunday. I'm sure those two results are tied together, but it's always an interesting case study to think, what if? Clearly, I am riding at a level that is very consistent and repeatable for me, and despite what happens, I'm remembering skills and strengths to fight through. The next two weeks will involve Carrie building up my new Kona Super Jakes with the sweet Shimano Dura-Ace group sets, including those Ultegra RX Di2 clutch derailleurs. I will be pushing the limits of my endurance and skills and then hitting the recovery hard leading into the World Cups. Remember, the Trek UCI World Cup pays women equally, and that's so huge. For this Kona woman, it would mean so much to be on top form and performing at my very best in order to respect everything about the cycling community and their support of me and everyone else out there chasing their dreams, working hard, and pushing limits.